All right, how are you doing today? So, welcome back. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Not really. It's been 24 hours. <laughs> so, anyways, I wanted to jump back on here because today, officially, everything kicks off. Today, Shanahan and Lynch had a press conference to kick off the beginning of training camp. So, I'm just going to go over what stood out, the big takeaways, and just kind of what I'm going to look for as we get into training camp. So, first thing is the Shanahan and Lynch press conference. Overall, pretty straightforward. There was a couple nuggets in there. Uh, the big things were, first off, injury-related stuff. So, a whole lot of really good news regarding injuries. So, who's going to be on the pup list? The active pup list, so the physically unable to perform. Anyone who's on this list, if they're on this list, they can be taken off at any time. But if they're on this list, uh, I believe when the season starts, they don't count towards the 53. But they do have to, uh, they have to miss at least the first six weeks of the season. And then after that, there's an opportunity where they could open a window. So anyone who's put on this initial pup list, if they stay on it for the entire preseason and they start the season on this same pup, then they will not count towards the 53 and they will need to be out for at least the first six weeks of the season. So two guys on there, Tarvarius Moore, obviously with the torn Achilles, uh, interesting that they didn't just put him directly on IR. They did mention there's a very small chance that he actually returns this year. I know he tore his Achilles, and that's usually like a one-year injury. But they think Tarverius Moore is just one of those crazy freak athletes who's just... They're built different. They recover faster than normal. And there is a small chance that he returns. So you figure six months... Maybe he does have a chance to return in, uh, you know, late season, December, January for a playoff run, etc. So, small chance of that, uh, but Turbarius Moore is on the pup, as is Jeff Wilson Jr. Obviously, we know about Jeff Wilson Jr. had the knee injury. He's likely going to be out the first 6 to 10 weeks of the season. So, he'll probably come in around November, I'm guessing, and he's going to be our mid-season fresh set of legs, because... We do know that at least one, back, one running back is probably going to be hurt by midseason. So we'll have a fresh pair of legs coming in midseason, I would guess. Now, the big thing, though, was who was not on the pup list. Not on the pup. So three key guys and overall great news. Number one, not on the pup, Nick Bosa. Boom. There we go. Nick Bosa is expected to be ready for camp and good to go passing a physical it's 10 p.m on tuesday so we got to assume he passed a physical because he did not show up anywhere saying anything else so nick bosa back from the acl expected to be good to go obviously they're going to ease him in uh, i would say likely they're going to give him the first week or so to get reacclimated, he's probably going to be doing some individual drills. But the fact that he was not on the pup means that he should be expected to be good to go week one. And honestly, I don't care how much I see of him in training camp or preseason. I just want him to be healthy for week one because we know when Nick Bosa is on the field, 
he is a wrecking ball dominant force off the edge. So Bosa, just get healthy. You know, you've got, what is it, six weeks, seven weeks till the season starts. So if all he continues to do is just rehab, train, rehab, train, and they don't even play him in preseason, except for maybe like a dozen snaps or so in the third preseason game, I'm all good. I don't care if he practice if he does any preseason work, as long as he's good to go week one, I am happy as a clam. And I don't know how happy clams are, but that's the saying. And I'll be fucking stoked to see Bosa on the field week one. Second guy, not on the pup. Jalen Hurd. So we might have our wide receiver three. Another ACL. Uh, If you remember, last year, I think week two of training camp, Heard tore his ACL doing some individual drills on the side of the field. Just really unfortunate injury luck for this kid who is a very interesting physical profile and could potentially be our number number three wide receiver. I'm really excited to see what he brings. I mean, you just talk about his size. He's 6'4", 6'5"-ish, 230-something pounds, played running back, transitioned to wide receiver, runs mid-4'5"s. He's got a a wiggle to him that you don't see to it for a guy that size, but he also just wants to smash your face in. And between the broken back as rookie year and then the torn ACL last year, we haven't seen him yet. We've seen him for... You know, a dozen plays his rookie preseason, and that's it. But good news, not on the pup. Again, he'll probably be doing individual stuff. But again, we should see him in preseason. He should be all good to go for training. And I really hope that he's good to go for the season because he could legit be a wrecking ball wide receiver three and possibly, like, move around. Like, he is the ultimate, like, Swiss Army kind of multi- uh, positionless football kind of player. He could legitimately play wide receiver and full or and tight end and running back. And Shanahan could use him in a whole bunch of ways. And I'm really excited to see that. Third guy not on the pup list, which is also good news. D Ford. D Ford, when he's on the field, incredible. Just Brings that crazy speed off of the edge, and we know how good he is when he's healthy. Last year, he played maybe the first quarter of the first game, didn't look good, and then he had that mystery neck and back injury. I don't want to speculate on how he's doing, but the fact that he is not going to be on the pup and past physical is good news. So what John Lynch said, and he said it twice, was that they're being cautiously optimistic about D. Ford. And the way I see it, anything we get from D. Ford is awesome. I think in an ideal world, D. Ford comes back. He's healthy. He's the guy we expect him to see. We expect him to be. If he plays 10 to 15 snaps a game that is perfect because all we need is we just need him to come in for those third and long obvious passing downs when we put our speed package in you know where you've got 
Nick Bose on one side, D Ford on the other, Armstead and Kinlaw in the middle, wide nine, and we just demolish people on third and long. We just need him for like 10 plays a game on that. We don't need him playing 50, 60 snaps. Just just give us 10. If, if we get 10 to 15 quality snaps a game from D Ford, it's going to be incredible, especially with the depth and the rotation that we have on the D-line. It's going to be good. So good news. All three of those guys, amazing news. Bosa, Hurd, Ford, not on the pup. They should be good to go. So that is awesome stuff. Uh, Next thing that they mentioned was they just uh, briefly mentioned the vaccination rates. Obviously, the goal is 85%, so that way they can do everything like normal, not have to wear masks. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, goal was 85. They ended up getting over 90%. Uh, so they're happy about that. Another thing that was talked about briefly was obviously the quarterback. So a couple of things in regards to the quarterback. Um, first thing was just straight up. Shanahan emphasized. He said, and I don't remember the exact quote, but basically this is not a competition. Jimmy is our quarterback one. Trey is our quarterback too. So, period. That that was a quote. Pretty straightforward. Not a competition. Jimmy's QB1. Trey's QB2. He also said, no rookie is going to beat out Jimmy if Jimmy is playing at his best. Now, I will say, I agree with that. I think that when Jimmy is in the zone playing his best football, borderline top 10 guy. I don't think you quite put him in that top five at all, but he's legit hovering in that like 10, 11 range. You know, when he's just got his timing down and he's feeling it and he's just going out there and just firing bullets down the middle of the field accurate and getting it to guys in rhythm uh, on time accurately so they can get yards after the catch. He's not going to, you know, get the ball deep consistently. He's not going to go outside the numbers a whole lot. But for quick passing, rhythm passing, catching guys in the rhythm, in the stride, accurate passes, getting that yards after catch, Jimmy's great. If you just want a quick hitting, like, Jimmy's perfect in, like, a quick hitting, like, West Coast kind of a timing rhythm offense. Now, that being said, the problem with no rookie beating out Jimmy if Jimmy's playing at his best is that Jimmy has not consistently played at his best. Jimmy's biggest problem is injuries and inconsistencies. So, Shanahan's been fairly consistent about this. There is not a competition. Remember what Shanahan said. He said this previously in the offseason. Jimmy's QB1, Trey is QB2. There is not a QB competition because Trey is not ready. When Trey shows he is ready, the team will see, then there will be a QB competition. And then he is open to there being a QB competition. So, remember, right now, not a competition. QB1 is Jimmy. QB2 is Trey. But, it's not a competition until it is. And Trey is going to determine when it is a competition. Because Shanahan's going to put the best player in there. 
He doesn't care if Jimmy's making 26 mil this year. If he believes Trey gives the team the best chance to win, he will put in Trey because he knows that, like he said, the guys will know. The team will be like, hey, this Trey kid's legit. If Trey is legit better than Jimmy, which, again, that's going to be hard because Jimmy's good. Jimmy's problem isn't his play. I mean, again, he's not elite quarterback, but he's good. If Jimmy gets hurt, or if Jimmy is just putting up a couple bad games, then there will probably be some talk at that point if Trey's been looking really good. But don't expect Trey to start week one. I, Jimmy has too much experience, too much command of the offense. He's he's good. I don't expect to see Trey on seat him. But again, just because Jimmy's QB1 and Trey is QB2 and there's not a competition, it's not a competition until it is. So, anyways, uh, and then the last thing I'll just mention real quick, by the way, just go watch it. I, I, if you haven't yet, like, why are you not subscribed to the Niners on YouTube and or the Twitter? Um, I, I kind of hate Twitter, but I go on there just because I want to hear what people are talking about. And it's fun to goof around with people, but yeah, I mean, the Niners, they put the full press conference online. If you haven't watched it yet, highly encourage you to go watch it. I'm sure you'll get some takes that I'm not covering because I'm just trying to cover stuff real quick. Uh, the contract situation. So, as of now, 10 p.m. on Tuesday, uh, Trey still hasn't signed his rookie deal. They said they were, quote-unquote, hopeful that he signed by tomorrow. Um, something that John Chapman reminded me, of in uh, his show today was that we didn't sign Solomon Thomas until like five minutes before practice. <laughs> like he signed his contract <laughs> in his pads and then ran out to the field. So yeah, I mean, I, I know some people are tripping. I think what they're basically the whole, the whole, the whole contract thing, contracts are basically settled in terms of like, you know, the, third overall pick gets this much over this many years. And it's basically like it's set in stone as far as like what the value is and everything. I think there's just a couple little bits of specific language in regards to how they structure it. And my guess is that they're trying to figure out the best way to structure it so that Trey doesn't have to pay as much California taxes. Uh, so I don't know, maybe he's trying to get like the, uh, He's trying to get it formatted so that he gets paid as a North Dakota uh, citizen or whatever. So that way he pays like North Dakota taxes or something instead of California taxes or one way or the other. I don't know. Either way, I will not be concerned unless he is not practicing tomorrow. That being said, if he is missing practice tomorrow, it's an issue. Because every single practice, every single rep, every single meeting, it matters and it's important. This is training camp. This is his rookie season. He's a quarterback. He's supposed to be the quarterback of the future. He better be at every single meeting asking every single question and taking more notes than anybody else and be 110% engaged, attentive, paying attention present and just soaking up every bit of knowledge that he can about this offense and about the coverages that they're playing against and how they, you know, do everything. So he better be, but unless he's not practicing tomorrow, 
I won't be concerned. My guess is that we get a little notification at like 9 a.m. Wednesday morning, like one hour before practice, practice that Trey Lance signed his contract and then he's at camp at 1017 uh, because for some reason practices start out at 1017 every day. So anyways... That was pretty much everything as far as the press conference goes. Uh, again, definitely encourage you to go watch it. I always just love listening to Lynch and Shanahan talk. They're fun to listen to. They're really honest, and they give you good insight. Uh, so, yeah, worth a listen. Uh, some miscellaneous transactions. So, first thing is we released a player. We released wide receiver Andy Jones. Oh, Andy, we hardly knew ye. And then we signed defensive end edge player Anthony Zettel. Don't know if you remember, but Anthony Zettel played edge for us for one game back in 2019. It was late 2019. I want to say like week 17. Um, he's a Chris Cosera guy. Don't really expect anything. He's probably a camp body, but he's also one of those guys where, you know, if it's late in the season, we end up having some injuries. You never know when we might bring him in like last time, 2019, to get a little bit of depth. So we'll see. Either way, don't expect much, but it's a transaction, so we got to document it. Um, let's see here. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley ended up on the COVID reserve. So part of the showing up at training camp is doing the physicals, which also involves COVID testing. I can't really say whether or not he got it, but he did get placed on the COVID reserve. I'm assuming that he tested positive or had close contact with somebody um, that was brought up during his physical. But yeah, it is what it is. We'll see. I have no idea how long it's going to take. If he is only on the COVID reserve for like a day or two and then it's back to normal, then it's no big deal. But if it's more than a couple days... He's going to be missing out on some tra training camp reps. And who knows? Like, I I personally am big on Ambry Thomas. I love Ambry Thomas. I had my eye on him pre-draft. And I was like, you know, if we're looking at a mid-round guy who could really develop, but maybe needs some time to develop, but he's got all the physical traits and the ball skills, I really like Ambry Thomas. They spend a third-round pick on him. And I could see him fighting for that number two spot, especially if Mosley has to sit out of meetings and camp because he's on the COVID list for more than a couple days. So we'll keep tracking it. Um, I'm guessing that he'll probably be back to camp in a day or three. But either way, we got to keep up with it. We'll keep tracking. So, um, oh yeah, and then random drama drama, um, unrelated to the Niners, uh, the whole Aaron Rodgers debacle. He did show up to training camp, so there you go. Aaron Rodgers is in training camp. Uh, chances are we will be facing him week three, and, you know, it's it's NFL drama, uh, but it was worth taking note of that he did show up after all of his offseason shenanigans. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a drama queen. Sorry, I got to say it. He's a drama queen, and he's not a good team leader. Incredibly talented and a pain in the ass to play against but nonetheless, a drama queen and not a great leader and uh, kind of an asshole and definitely petty and passive aggressive. But anyways, on to training camp. So training camp starts Wednesday, tomorrow, today, 
For me, it's tomorrow. For you, it's probably today because, again, the times. So what are we looking for? There's just a couple things that I'm going to be keeping an eye out for in training camp. Keep in mind, there is going to be a lot of stuff coming out. I mean, literally, we've got the next four days we have practice. We have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday practice. So four days in a row of practice. On top of that, after every practice, there's going to be coaches talking to the media, whether it's Shanahan, McDaniels, or uh, D'Amico Ryans. And there's also going to be player availability. So there's going to be a whole lot of media, whole lot of training camp reports, just a whole lot of everything coming out. And it's going to be wild. This is This is what we've been missing for months is all the fun stuff. So it's begun. So what am I going to keep an eye on? Obviously I can't be there. If you are there, that's awesome. Please enjoy it. Tell us what you see. Uh, first thing is keeping an eye on which players are playing on which teams. So for example, is somebody playing with the first team, the second team, the third team? Are they playing with like the reserves, like the number fours? Uh, is Trey primarily working with the twos? Is he working with ones and twos? Are they having him work with the threes? I don't expect them to make him work with the threes. Uh, but you know, either way, it's worth keeping an eye on, uh, which wide receivers are taking reps with the ones, which wide receivers are taking reps with the twos. So like what? It, it's kind of seeing like who's starting to work their way in with the starters, who's starting to work their way in with the backups, who's starting to work their way in with the, I guess you'd call it like the bubble squad. And then I guess you could say there's another fourth tier that's just kind of like the bodies. And I don't want to be derogatory, but we all know that there's only 53 roster spots and about 12 practice squads. That's 65 guys, there's a 90-man roster right now. Almost 30 of these guys will not be on the team. And that's just how it is. Nothing against them, but there's going to be guys who just straight up are in camp that will not make the team. You know that. I know that. Who are those guys? So keeping track, you know. Um, which safeties? Safety is going to be an interesting... I think some of the more interesting battles, and I'm going to try and go through battles a little bit more in detail, but some key battles that I think are going to be interesting to watch in training camp. Who's standing out as the wide receiver three? Uh, which safeties are standing out? So obviously we've got our one and our two with Ward and Tart, but who's the backup safeties? Is it Harris? Is it Tony Jefferson? Is it going to be... Uh, I want to say Tavon Wilson, uh, which safeties are standing out? Who's the backup safety and who's like the fringe roster bubble safety? Um, tight ends, you know, who's tight end three? Is it Michael Pruitt or is it Charlie Warner? You know, who's standing out? Which defensive lineman? Who's standing out? So, you know, who's where on the depth chart based off of reps? It might be a little tricky to know, but someone out there will put out the rep counts, whether it's cone or uh peacock or somebody i don't know either way uh next thing is health so health is the second thing i'm going to keep an eye on obviously we want to keep an eye out for any new injuries uh keep in mind mild strains hamstring strains 
quads, calves, these are normal and likely, and we probably will have a lot of initial light tissue injuries, things like, you know, pulled a hammy, had to take a day off or whatever. Um, obviously, the more serious injuries will be noted of, but try not to freak out when it's like, oh, you know, like, Debo Samuel had to leave practice halfway through the day because he pulled a hammy on like day three. Cause we know that's going to happen and someone's going to freak out on the internet. Um, <coughs> Cone. Um, <laughs> Cone is such a mud raker, but he's fun. You get, you got to give the troll credit and he's, he's a nice guy. Uh, the next thing is recovery guys. So guys who are coming back from injuries, how long are they doing individual work and rehab? So like Bosa, Hurd, Ford, they're not going to be right in there. Like doing defensive line drills, you know, like hitting the pads, uh, lining up for like one-on-ones versus the offensive line. They're going to be starting off doing individual work and doing rehab work. The question is, how long are they doing that? If Bosa is still doing rehab work, D4 is still doing rehab work, uh, Jalen Hurd is still doing rehab work, like week three, or I mean at the end of training camp, then we got an issue. Because then you've had nearly three weeks of training camp and you're still not practicing. But I would say it was probably normal to be expected that that first four-day chunk, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that first four days, I would not be surprised if those guys are mostly doing individual drills and rehab work. Now, if they're not doing full-go regular practice with the rest of the team by, like, week two, that's when we'll want to be concerned. So, either way, I expect them to be doing individual rehab work for about the first week. And the third thing, and this is always my kind of fun thing to keep an eye on as far as what I look for, is who's winning consistently. So there's going to be guys, and you're going to hear the names coming out. You know, you're going to hear names come out. Oh, you know, so-and-so flashed today. So-and-so did this. So-and-so did that. So-and-so is beating everybody. Um, Now... The question is not whether or not players are flashing, whether or not they're standing out in camp. The key is how often are we hearing that? Like, you know, we heard in OTAs that Muhammad Sanu and Jalen Hurd looked great. And those were like the two wide receivers that we heard the most about in OTAs. Awesome. Keep it up. If we continue hearing that Muhammad Sanu is just continually beating everyone especially if he's practicing with the ones then chances are as he's making the team and maybe he's our wide receiver three if we hear about Juwan Jennings if he's still consistently beating guys in camp and you keep hearing like whoa you know Jalen Hurd another impressive day Jalen Hurd another impressive day if they keep stacking consistent days that's worth taking note um, you know, defensive line, same thing, uh, or just any position. It's, it's not necessarily whether or not you hear about somebody. It's whether or not you're hearing about them consistently. If you hear a guy's name once, that's good. You know, just take a little mental note of it. You hear a guy's name a second time, 
take another mental note. You hear a guy's name a third time, start paying attention because chances are that guy's working himself into uh, a role and he's working himself up the roster, up the depth chart. So, and then the, the final thing that I'll say about who's winning and who's winning consistently is who are they winning against? So what I mean by this is if the ones are crushing the fours, don't really care. They're, they're supposed to. That's why they're the ones. If Bosa is beating Sean Coleman in one-on-ones, I could care less, you know? Because Sean Coleman, is he going to have a position in the NFL this year? Nobody knows, you know? But, uh, hey, if Maurice Hurst is beating Alex Mack and Lakin Tomlinson, okay, because now we got, like, you know, a, a, a second-team or a third-team guy who's beating a first-team guy. Now it's worth taking notes. Maybe he starts working his way up the depth chart. So who is standing out consistently you're getting regular reports from? And then who are they beating? You know, if if somebody's dominating fours, it doesn't mean a whole lot. But if you see somebody dominating a starter or like the backups, then that means they're likely winning themselves a spot on the roster and they're working their way up the depth chart. So there you go. Uh, who's taking reps with who? Uh, you know, what teams are they on? How long are the injured players doing individual stuff? And who's standing out consistently? Those are going to be the main things I will be keeping an eye on. Uh, appreciate you all for listening. It is so exciting to have training camp. I am seriously pumped. Uh, I think that we've all just, it's been a long off season. And then you couple that with last season, just not being that good. And then the year and a half of this pandemic and, uh, you know, the, the, the future looks bright for the team and I'm really excited just to like wash away everything that's happened with the team over last year and a half because we were in the Super Bowl and we were so close and then it was just like the world was like hey you know what we're gonna just destroy everything and make it terrible for a year and a half and now it's like the the virus is basically gone there's gonna be fans in the stadiums You can go watch training camp. Training camp is happening this year. They're having OTAs. We've got a rookie quarterback with the number three pick. Our good guys are healthy. It's training camp. I'm trying not to yell because it's like 1030 at night, but I'm fucking pumped. The season's almost here. There's going to be a ton of news coming out over the next couple weeks. Lots and lots of training camp reports, practice reports, Lots of coach availability, player availability for the media. So just soak it up. Enjoy it. Definitely follow the 49ers on YouTube just so that you can see all the pressers. Those are a lot of fun. And uh, I'm sure I'll be on here just giving you my takes as much as I can. Um, I have I don't have a time frame. I still haven't decided how much I'm going to do this. But I would say that at the very least, I'm probably going to be posting twice a week now. Probably more just because now stuff is happening. The last month and a half, like nothing happened other than like Shanahan threw a a football into a pizza oven. Uh, But now we got training camp and everything. So it's exciting. So anyways, thank you. Have an awesome day. 
whatever time of day it is. I hope you have an awesome one. and I will catch you next time. And remember, enjoy the ride. Preseason starts now. We're starting training camp. And now it's just a full season ride. And we've got football for the next five months, hopefully ending in February. I'll catch you next time.